Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. Sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. Oh, snap. No, they didn't. A boneless rib sandwich. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell coming up. More conversation on where our Falcons go. It's a big week, guys, because the combine is this week. The NFL combine, for those of you who don't know, is every year in Indianapolis. They've talked about moving it. Uh, but it's been there for many, many years, and this is where all the top prospects go, and they basically work out, okay, for all the teams around the NFL, and they get poked and prodded, and there's medical exams, et cetera, and interviews. And it's the first process, guys, to potentially drafting a player that maybe you're not familiar with. Yeah, you've watched him on film, or maybe your scouting team has told you about him. But now you get a chance to sit down, and Raheem Morris, Mike, gets a chance to sit down with the Michael Penix and says, tell me about yourself. What's going on? What right. do you think? What's your weakness? What's your strengths? So – we, every year, we go into the combine, and there are players who you say, oh, well, they didn't know that much about him, and they get sold on a, on a particular player. And I'm not saying the Falcons. This goes across the board. So it's a big week because players can improve their draft status, and teams can get to know these players just a little bit more. And then the process begins, Mike, as you bring guys into your facility, the pro workouts, et cetera. And this is what I always say. I want to wait to see. I'm not judging anything based off just the season because we learn things every offseason about these players that either move them up or down. Right, yeah, because if the Heisman Trophy, which is for the best, and I know it's political and regional and all that, but you know the Heisman Trophy is no guarantee that you are good enough to be in the NFL. You know, talk to. You know, I mean, we could do an entire show on Heisman Trophy busts. You know, then there's like the last of the fifty million dollar guys, like the Sam Bradfords. You know, we you know these guys that they can't miss. I get that. 
I think the one thing that I will say in defense of Caleb Williams, because a lot of guys, because he's an emotional guy, so you know his story. All of a sudden, what's that crappy movie with Costner, Draft Day, why the kid was upset trying to talk to his mom? I don't know. I don't know him that well. I mean, I'm doing the best I can to learn about the guys that I got contacts on. That's why I was asking you know, Bobby Abear's kid about Jaden Daniels, who he said checks all the boxes, Carl, as far as leadership. Yeah. Good kid, film study, gotten better, improved from last year to this year. I think Williams was everybody's number one, hands down. And you just knew now that the numbers came back a little bit, but the team wasn't as good. USC was just so mediocre. And maybe he, you know, he's paying the price for that. But if you look at him like Mike Vick, the year he goes to the national championship, that's the year you're focusing on. And obviously, you know, you know, that's what you think Caleb Williams is going to be. You get Caleb Williams in this town, I think a lot of guys will be singing a different song once he's here, right? Totally agree. Um, and, and by the way, he is projected to be the number one player in this draft. Okay, so that's important. That's across the board. Everybody believes that that's the situation with him, whether he goes to Chicago or somebody tra- trades and gets that pick. But uh, you're going to hear what Steve Weish had to say. One of the things Mike and I didn't get a chance to really get into, and we needed to do it because it's been such a big deal over the weekend. As Duke played uh, Wake Forest this weekend, um, their head coach, John Shire, Duke loses. Okay, it's an upset. Uh, Wake is really good, too, but they lose, and there's a storming of the court, which means kids are running onto the floor. In the process, Duke's player Kyle Filipowski gets injured, and he's had, he has to be helped off the floor. And so John Shire, the Duke head coach, had this to say about court storming, which got everybody all going any which way because people believe that this is you know outrageous, that this is even allowed to happen nowadays. Listen to John Shire. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it's a dangerous thing. And I don't want that to take away from the game that Wake played. Because Wake played a big-time game. Salas was as good as could be today. And, And hats off to them. But you look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. And it's one thing, like when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court, you know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're, they're running on the floor. Yeah, because people want to participate if they think they're part of it, which they're not. But, you know, the thing is, over a century now, we've had guys storming the court, fans going bananas. College football. I mean, I just feel it's a little disingenuous for Duke to be complaining about this because they're, you know, the, the Cameron crazies. Not to mention, look, also they're always number one. So when are they storm in the court, but they used to. But then you look at the football stadium this year when they beat Clemson. Everybody's on the field, you know, and that's where the fans can get hurt because the football players have helmets and pads. Those guys can get hurt. I understand. You just wish there was a little more common sense, but Carl, there is no common sense today. No, no. The maniacs are run, like you know the kid that goes barreling into him is like literally nearly falling over his own two feet. And they were on the floor. People are saying, well, Filipowski needed to get off the floor quicker. They were still like just 0.7 seconds on the floor when guys were already rushing the, the court at Wake Forest. Yeah, I think, too, uh, and, and having experienced this firsthand, just being a game that I've seen this happen a couple of different times, kids just want to go get into the celebration. Right. No one is running on the floor with the intention, I'm hitting Filipowski in the face. <laughs> right. Nobody's doing that. They're just running to get to the celebration to embark, Mike, on the moment on their phones and show their friends and put it on social media. Nobody has the intention to hurt anybody. That is not this. So I think it's crazy to say we should ban it because it's part of the fan experience. And I brought up the Tennessee game, Mike, because if I've lost to you 15 years in a row, you're going to tell my fans when I beat you on my home field to not run onto the field, you knew that was coming. There's nothing you can do about it except 
maybe try to protect the players and have more security. But at the end of the day, this is fundamentally a part of sports. And I just think John Shire is crying because his guy flipped. And no disrespect, the kid is great. He ends up spraining his ankle. If this was any other situation, it, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I just think like everything else is just a knee-jerk reaction. Yes, could you say, please, you know, make the announcement? No, no kids are not going to listen to say, wait 10 seconds or wait, no. wait till the opposing team is off the floor. You wish they Hold would. Hold on, children. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to have like 250 security guards ringing the floor, which no. you're not going to do because that costs too much money. So, yeah, I mean, I just think we've, we've been able to execute this without having these incidents. It just seems like today just people are stupid. And they just <laughs> come barreling out of the gate, you know, and just – there was, I don't know, we've seen it on the field at times, a little a lack of situational awareness, or the kids are just blot so drunk and they're just making bad decisions. Yeah, just trying to get but, out there, man. I, 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 just, I, just, I think it's bad enough. We just, we're taking all these things away. It's emotion. You're right. I was in uh, Knoxville when they beat Florida in the overtime. In 98, the year they won the championship. In the goalpost, one goes down to Cumberland, that's right? right. You know, one goes down to the river. River, that's right. You know, and that's, but that's, you, want to be, you don't want to see that go away. It's, it's just too much, too much emotion and, and too much... Uh, from a fan's perspective, invested when your team has these big upsets. Right. And by the way, this doesn't happen every night, okay? Right. It happens every once in a while. And but when I mean, it I, does, yeah. Mike, we're not talking about guys, somebody being hurt all the time. This year became a big deal because, again, Caitlin Clark is a big deal in women's basketball, and I get it. And so this happened when they lost, and so people said, oh, this needs to be banned, and then it happens with Duke. Okay, so that's why this is getting attention. Like I said, I just think if this you know, was Missouri State, would we be talking about? How it? do you miss the seven foot tall guy? I mean, you're running on the court like a chicken with your head cut off. The couple of knuckleheads who went right to center court, just you know, a little more common sense and a little less Jim Beam, and maybe we wouldn't have had the situation. Let's hear Kyle Filipowski. This is the player who was injured. Listen to what he said about Wake Forest and the court storming. Was it on purpose or was it incidental? I mean, if, I've already heard that there's some videos of, of you know, getting punched in the back. and Come on. Um, so I absolutely feel like it was personal, um, um, you know, intentional for sure. You know, like I said, was, there's there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way up the court and they, they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that. Maybe it's me. If my team just won, I don't care about you. Like, I don't care about right. the team that just – I want to go kick it with my guys and my team and my school. Like, I'm not worried about running out here and elbowing you. Like, right. I think that's that's erroneous. And when I heard it this weekend, my guys like, Kyle, stop. I think there's footage out there. Nobody was coming on the floor, you know, maliciously trying to injure you. It happened. It was an accident. Right. But – so you're going to ban everything, Mike? No. We're going to ban everything? Like I said, I just think, you know, you're just a little more common sense. But, again, asking 18- and 19-year-old kids to, ex- to exercise a little more common sense, good luck with that. I just think we just it's, it's a fun part of sports. One guy got – I mean, is this going to be a permanent injury? If this affects his draft status, okay, you can ban storming the court. I, it's, coming from Duke, nobody wants to hear it. That's another thing. I mean, cry me a freaking river with Duke, okay? The Cameron Crazies, all the crap. Remember them, uh, the, the chance at Capel and all that oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. You know, get out of here, Duke. Nobody cares. There we go. 404-726-0929. All right. Uh, as we talk about what else happened this weekend, and we're going to get to our interview with Steve Weiss coming up here in less than 10 minutes. Mike, we talked about the NASCAR finish at Atlanta oh. Motor Speedway. Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, Daniel Suarez, what a finish it was. Turn three. Is when all this happened, guys, and Bush squeezes his way into a narrow gap between Blaney and Suarez. They're making the turn, all three cars side by side, Mike. Yeah, and they literally had to go to the photo finish and just by the, at the tiniest of margins, 0.003. 
you see Daniel Suarez. And by the way, Suarez has been around for a while, and his his ride is up for grabs. The contract's coming up, oh. and it's kind of cool to see Trackhouse now maybe reconsider because for years his one win was on a road course. He grew up in Monterey, Mexico. I love the pinata at the end, which is kind of great. Give it a shout-out to the Mexican fans. But, you know, it's, it validates you because until you get the win on an oval, it, you know, you're kind of considered like just the you know, road course guy, other guy. Great win for Suarez. And the guy seems like a really likable dude. And I know that Atlanta, unfortunately, they, they couldn't seem to get a break, Carl, because like the second lap, giant wreck, 16 cars, they had a lot of wrecks. That's why it took forever. And they said, thanks for your patience in riding did. this one out. But it, I don't, I mean, since they've reconfigured the track and, and they've uh, resurfaced it and everything, it's kind of like a mini Talladega. So you do get these big accidents, but it doesn't diminish one of the greatest finishes in NASCAR history. No, it sure was. Uh, and, and it was thoroughly enjoyed by the fans that stayed and, and hung out. And it's good for our city, man. Like when we right. have good races, people want to come. I know I had some friends that they were from uh, Northeast and they were like big NASCAR fans. And I was like, oh, well, it got good weather because we always talk about the weather being an issue. Right. Um, and fans not wanting to come out. It was a great weather weekend. Sorry, I had to, my, my father in law had some health issues. My wife I had to go off the PA. So I was alone with the dog and couldn't get a dog sitter. So I'm sitting, I'm looking at Ike like, well, maybe if I put a shirt on you and you walk on your hind legs, I can sneak you into the petty end. But anyway, yeah, so I, I, my, my neighbor used the tickets and said it was great. They stay wrote it out, stayed till the end. That's awesome, man. Hey, the other big thing that we're talking about is Trey Young's injury. Hawks win last night against Orlando, but we got word that Trey is going to have surgery tomorrow. It is his left pinky finger, guys, ligaments in there, uh, and he's going to be out at least four weeks. I want you to hear Quinn Snyder talk about the Trey Young injury. Well, you know, you feel awful for Trey more than anything. You know, hopefully the recovery process will go quickly. You know, there's certain things that it's hard to set an exact timeline on and just more than anything, get him a full recovery. And as I said, just knowing the competitor that he is, you know his history, playing games. And it's going to be a challenge for him not to be able to be out there. Yeah. I mean, we talked about <clears throat> DJ stepping up, but there were other guys, and you mentioned Hunter, Mike. That To me, that is going to be the key. If he plays well, we not only can stay where we currently are in the play-in, but we maybe make some moves and move down in this standings right. here in the Eastern Conference. It's very possible. If everybody plays better, you know, Bogey certainly more consistent, Sadiq Bay, But, yeah, Hunter's the guy, the one that's – it's funny because a couple of guys on uh, on the text line going, yeah, you're getting off – yeah, we'll get off Hunter's Bay. He does this for the remainder of the season. He averages 21 points. That's what he was drafted for. I asked him to give me 18 a game two years ago. Yeah, he's averaging 21 in his last four games. His three-point shooting is through the roof. It's like 47% for the month. So that, that's why you were drafted fourth overall. Coming out of UVA, thought we had the dude. So continue that, and maybe we advance. But you're never going to be a better team without Trey. The good news is if DeJounte continues to show out, maybe you get more for DeJounte if you're going to move him in the offseason. He's playing well, there's no doubt. Polls up at Dukes and Bell 929 in regards to this team, DJ and Trey. Go but check nope, it out. No, Bancaro is a different animal for Orlando that's better than us with the big man in that front court that could have been an ugly match. No, listen, he and he struggled. They won the other night, and he struggled shooting. Coming up, you're going to hear our interview with Steve Weish, guys. Where are the Falcons going, and what does he think we're going to to do. The NFL Network Steve Weiss is next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Story of the day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Steve Weishman, it's always good to chop it up. Big week with the Combine. I just want to get your thoughts. I know you guys had Terry Fontenot on and chopped it up with him on the podcast. What do you think the Falcons are going to do when it comes to this quarterback situation? Draft a guy, or are they going to go make a trade? Well, first of all, thanks uh, for having me on again. It's always good. But, I, you know, look, I, I was told even before we had Terry on the show that they were going to be aggressive going to get their quarterback. So, to me, the aggression is moving up in the draft to get a guy they like. Now, are you going to be able to get one of the top three teams to come off the pick? Because they all need quarterbacks. So what does that mean? It probably means getting up to four where Arizona is just so nobody can leapfrog you if they decide to do that. I don't think someone like Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins is the first option. I don't know. I don't have any science that Mm -hmm. Jerry Fontenot sure didn't make me feel like that was the case. Um, I think all things are on the table, though. I think they understand they've got a roster that is playoff worthy. They just got to upgrade a quarterback. And again, my first inclination is that they're going to go out and try to get a young guy. But if that doesn't work, then maybe they make a move for a veteran if one's available. That's the predicament because Chicago may decide to make a move for Justin Fields quickly, or when free agency starts, somebody may make a move for Kirk Cousins quickly. So then that really narrows things down for the draft because just the the veteran free agents and players available for the trade, even including Russell Wilson takes a step down. And Steve, I was going to ask you about Russell Wilson. I I don't know what it is. I mean, you've heard all the the stuff and the buzz and former teammates and just guys just feel he's not genuine, but 28 touchdowns last year puts us in the playoffs, if not making a, maybe a win or two uh, in the playoffs. What about him here? And, and, And what do you feel about his, I mean, how much has he got left? It's a great question. I mean, it's, I mean, on both fronts, because you look at the roster, it is a young roster, right? Mm -hmm. And seven or eight years ago, you say, okay, Russ is a a leader of that roster. Well, he had a young roster in Denver for the most part. A lot of those guys weren't buying in. So, you know, this is where Terry Fontenot and and 
Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson and everyone there, they've got to really have a pulse on the character of their locker room. Like, is Russ perfect? Like, they don't need him to lead because they've got guys there who can do that. Jesse Bates, maybe. I, I don't know. But, you know, again, that's where you just have to say which is the perfect guy to come in here who, can't, who can not only just play, but who can also get us over the hump because – you just want to get to the playoffs or do you want to contend with, with upcoming teams like Detroit, Green Bay, San Francisco's not going anywhere. So that's what you also have to factor you know, into all of this as well. NFL Network's chief national reporter, Steve Weiss, joining us here on Dukes and Bell. Do you think the Bears, everybody talks about this being about Justin Fields, and, and of course they've had three years to evaluate, but it's also about, getting a guy that you can have under salary control, having that first overall pick. I just want to ask you, as far as Caleb, what you're hearing, like this is a hands down, no question about it, he's going to the Bears number one overall. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I don't know. The Bears haven't tipped their hand, but, I mean, the, the conversation outside of the building hmm. has swung from two weeks ago to, hey, they're going to weigh offers to see if they want to come off adjusted fields to – they're taking Caleb Williams. Mm. So I, I don't know Ryan Pohl as well enough to have ever had the discussion with him as to where I feel comfortable speaking on his behalf, you know, the general manager of the Bears. I just find the dynamic completely weird that you keep the head coach, Matt Eberflus, bring in an entire new staff, and then draft Caleb Williams number one. And then all of a sudden, if things don't work out, Matt Eberflus is probably going to get blown out. Yep. Right. So now he's going to have a new head coach who could bring in a different staff. So that's, that's why I'm not sitting here saying I'm totally convinced they're going to move off of Justin Fields. It's, it's the one thing, even though, every, again, everything I'm hearing is that they're drafting Caleb Williams one. It is the one thing that keeps me from at least speculating completely that they're coming off of Justin Fields just because they didn't come off of Matt Eberflus. It is a weird setup <laughs> that they that they put in place there. Right. And uh, with uh, Getze going out to the Raiders, it doesn't seem like that would be a natural landing spot considering that uh, you know Fields basically said he's a terrible OC earlier this year. I don't know about that. Really? I mean, remember the back half of the season, look at how well they function together. Hmm. I mean, Justin Fields is playing now. And, and it's one of these things, guys. There are more teams that need quarterbacks then there are quarterbacks available. So if you can't get up into that top three or four or draft a guy, that's a decision that the Raiders might have to make and see if they can make it work. Steve, because the one thing that yeah. Luke, the one thing Luke Getzey didn't have in Chicago was Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs True. and, and <laughs> the, the tight end Meyer and guys like that. Yeah, better supporting cast. There's no doubt with with the Raiders' offense. Steve, what, what do the Giants do w- with Saquon? I mean, this game. How long are we going to play this game? Like, they're not going to franchise tag him. Mike and I were just talking about all the running backs. So this is going to be a crazy running back market this off season. W- what do they do? Oh, I, th- I think they let him hit free agency. And they're like, okay, if you can find a great deal on a team you like, go ahead. I mean, it's, it's very simple. This comes down to the old Al Davis rule. Okay, we're going to pay you for only so long, but we can lose without you. And they were losing with him. So, you know, I, I, I think he hits. I think he hits free agency, and I think he's playing elsewhere. Right. 
Steve Weiss is with us, guys. Longtime NFL insider here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Yeah, we've been going around. We've explored every option going round and round. And today we're talking about the combine, which now begins in Indianapolis later this week. The, the guy's not throwing. That's kind of part and parcel because guys want to throw with guys that they have experience with. But uh, you buy Penix getting back into the first round or in the top 15 uh, if he really dazzles? I, I think, you know, I I think it depends on the team and, and, the, and the, you know, and his medical. You know, we, we know he's, he's had the knee injuries. And if it's one of those things where the medical, the medical is going to probably scare some teams off, other teams would be in. But, like, Brock Purdy has changed the evaluation of these quarterbacks who've played for four and five years. Because they come in, they're, they're more refined. They can recognize defenses. They, they understand. And having a mature guy as your quarterback doesn't hurt. You know, a lot of these quarterbacks coming to the league at 20 or 21, they're still young. You know, they're still young men. You know, Brock Purdy came in. He looks like a kid, but he's a mature guy. And, and so I think the evaluation of somebody like Michael Penix could change a little bit because of that. Or Bo Nix, you know, what, he, he played like nine years? <laughs> yeah. right? so, you know, so, I, so I think that evaluation could change. So I, I don't know about Penix. I don't know if the combine performances swing things. Guys, the performances are a little overrated. It might help a linebacker who runs fast, move, you know, garner more attention but it's the conversations that they have with teams that do swing because this is the coach's first time to really meet most of these guys this in the senior bowl because they've been coaching they've been doing draft prep they've been hiring their staffs so those conversations more than the actual eye test um at the combine are kind of more of what lays the groundwork of what could happen in the draft yeah, it's it, it, those conversations. Even though they're quick, you get a sense of whether you maybe like a guy or what you, your first impressions are, and then you go from there. Because again, teams can bring these players in through uh, through right. this process. So, uh, Steve, I totally agree. I mean, it's I don't think Penix can can hurt himself. I think he can only help himself in this situation. Yep. But but we're we're gonna see. He's gonna throw at the combine. It is combine week. It's Steve Weiss joining us here on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. We're talking about all these different scenarios with the draft and players and. And uh, quarterbacks, how many quarterbacks do you think go in the first 10 to 15? I, I think four. Do you think more than four goes in the first 15 picks? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe someone could tweet on, you know, J.D. McCarthy. Yeah. Um, I don't know because the one thing at Michigan, she was never asked to do a ton. Mm-hmm. Right? But neither was Justin Herbert at Oregon. So, and that's the comp. You know, that's a lot of the comps. You know, Jake May's got the comp to Justin Herbert as well. But. You know, maybe he comes in and he and he's just lights out, and all of a sudden people are going back and looking at the tape, like, hmm, he can make this throw. His game translates. You know, that's the other thing. The college game is different from the NFL game and how people view it. Like, does it translate? And that's why Caleb Williams is, is thought of so highly. A lot of people think his game is very NFL related. So um, we'll see. I, I don't think four go, but that is a, like I said earlier. There are more teams that need QB. Yeah. Right. then there are quarterbacks available. And you think back to that draft when Christian Ponder and uh, <laughs> the, the kid out of University of Washington went to Tennessee. All these guys that no one thought was going top ten went. Right. It turned out to be a mistake, but you never know. Yeah, Florida State put a bunch of bums in the league. E.J. Manuel, Ponder, you're right. <laughs> it is what it is. Steve Weiss is with oh, us. come on, man. Hey, being real. Uh, what about – we? one thing we didn't mention as far as veterans is Baker Mayfield. Is is, is, is yeah. the Bucks going to roll – are they going to roll on – with him, or is he going to be out there, and is he a good fit for us? I tell you what, if he's available the first day of free agency, I could see I could see Atlanta being played with Baker Mayfield, and, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, 
he, he played in a system like Zach Robinson. Remember when he came right. to L.A.? And he was really good. I mean, he came in with four or five games left, started on a week's worth of practice, and was really good. And, and I think what Dave Canales did with him down in Tampa last year, his confidence now is, is probably where it should be. So I, I think Baker Mayfield would actually be an excellent fit. I don't know if it's going to happen, but Tampa, if they want to compete and roll with it one more time with that roster that they have, which is aging, they better lock him up because first day of free agency, he might be gone. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's an exciting time right now, Steve, for, for the league and cap number goes up and everybody's seeing what's going to happen to the combine. We're excited about free agency. Steve Weish, NFL Network Chief NFL National Reporter. Guys joining us here. Of course, he hosts NFL Report along with James Palmer. It streams on Mondays and Thursdays at 7 o'clock Eastern on the NFL channel and available on the NFL app. Steve, it's always good to talk with you, man. So much to see where this all goes, and I'm sure we'll be having conversations with you here over the next few weeks and stuff starts to play out. So thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always. Great stuff from Steve Weish. Uh, Our buddy (laughs) Peter King, Mike, says that he's hearing that the Bears, as of right now, may keep Justin Fields. What? That is what he is saying. Um, Now, look, all of this can change. Right. But... And Peter just announced his retirement, by the way. He did. Um, And so he's saying that is the way the wind is blowing. As we've said, guys, all of this right now is fluid. And and to think like, why would they do that? Because you can get a buttload of picks in return for a package for the number one overall pick. And if you feel like, and I've said this, if Justin Fields is improvement and you feel like, hey, we got a new OC, which they do, um, we can stay the course and continue to build around him and have a better team overall for the long haul than just going out and getting a quarterback and drafting uh, and trading Justin for a second-round pick. We're going to see where it goes, but that's what Peter King said. Right. Interesting. I mean, Shane Waldron, you mentioned, is the new OC for the Bears. Uh, I guess Getsy had a decent enough relationship where he was still in play for the Raiders, according to what Steve said just now in our conversation. There was a rumor today, or at least a, a, a report that said a trade with the uh, Patriots could be interesting where the Bears get back up to three by trading Fields and their ninth pick to the Patriots. So, And the Patriots can still get what they need. It's time for our last call, guys. After the latest court storming incident, what's the worst fan behavior you've witnessed at a game? Ah! What's the worst fan behavior you've witnessed at a game? 404-726-0929. It could be uh, drinking-related. It could be something, uh, guys getting into a squabble. It could be just flat-out bad fan behavior, period. But what is the worst you've witnessed at a game? For me, I've told you all the story. Uh, one of three or four times I've been to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles football games, the uh, Falcons playoff game, and it was what, January of 18. Yeah, that was brutal. That was, I mean, just absolute jabronis. That's why I have nothing but disdain for Philadelphia. Not everyone's bad there, Carl, but most are. I agree. 404-726-0929. That's tonight's last call. Worst fan behavior you've ever witnessed at a game. Mm. It's Dukes and Bell. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Your chance to chime in on the biggest stories of the day. 404-726-0929. It's pretty simple, guys. Uh, there's been a lot of conversation about court storming after what happened with Wake Forest and Duke. And we were talking, we were talking about this earlier. So what's the uh, worst fan behavior you've witnessed at a game? Mm-hmm. 404-726-0929. Yeah, uh, the Philly fans, Mike, by far, I will tell you, uh, you can get that treatment in Boston sometimes, depending. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Chicago's not as bad as I had a bad experience uh, in Buffalo one time. Yeah, me too. So it just it, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like the geographics is where where this is. Right. Fans are going to be fans, man. Big O, what, what's up, man? So I had a friend whose ex-wife was a cheerleader at Ole Miss. And she said when they went to LSU, they had to kind of watch it because fans would throw glass bottles at them. Oh, that's crazy. That's right. And I also had a friend get tagged, as in like somebody spray-painted him in Baton Rouge. Oh, see, that's, that's bananas. All right. Uh, and by the that's way, too th- much. That's it, too much. It doesn't matter if it's college, pro, it doesn't matter. Drew, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What's the worst fan experience, man, fan behavior you've witnessed? Hey, man. Hey, man. What's hey, going man. on, Drew? <laughs> hey, so there's a couple, actually. One was the 2012 uh, wild card game against the Cardinals. It was Chipper's last game. I was at the game, and uh, the infield fly rule basically ended the game. Yeah. And the Braves fans started throwing trash on the field, and I'm a big Braves fan, but I don't condone that behavior. I just don't. A, it's our field, and B, it makes us look bad. You know, we're better than that. We talked about it. Um, we talked a lot about that at that time, man. It was a it was a big deal. I mean, I get it, especially you don't want to have somebody get hit with debris. I just I think it was just born of so much frustration over this team coming up short over and so many. I just think the and a bad call. Yeah, and it was it was a terrible call. It was. Just, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Sometimes I like to see the city have a little bit of an edge, but yeah, you don't want to see that go down. Sweet, what's the worst fan behavior you've witnessed at a game, sweet? Hey, man, there were two of them. One really early in my life, uh, but the the one that I witnessed. Uh, personally that was the most offensive one was uh those two guys that jumped into center field and dodger stadium and rick mundy had to rip that flag away from him when yeah. they tried to set it on fire oh, i saw wow. that happen you were there for the that one was full... i was there for that game wow. yes guys yeah. are trying to the light the american was... flag rick mundy swoops in literally and grabs the flag and every... the crowd goes bananas yeah yeah it's crazy and the other one was an la angels and hollywood stars pacific coast league game in 53 i was a kid but they had a brawl that broke out that, that was so bad they actually had to call the L.A. Police Department in to break the whole thing up, and it, it was it was ugly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I love the show, guys. Yeah, man. Thank Thanks. you so Thanks. much, Sweet. Appreciate it. And we- then they asked Sweet, just the facts, Sweet. Just the facts. <laughs> right. Can we identify who was brawling? We've seen uh, we've seen high school brawls, unfortunately, right. Mike. Now more than ever, it just makes again it makes no sense. Sean, what is the worst fan behavior you've witnessed at a game, Sean? Hey, man. Hey, man. What's going on, Sean? Not too much, man. Hey, I got, I got to go a couple calls back with Drew. I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, and I went to a game June 18th, 1994. It was the day after OJ was in the uh, Bronco chase, mm. so I remember that real well. 
But um, I was behind the Reds visiting dugout and had my paraphernalia on and everything. And the Braves fans just acted like I had no business being in the stadium, room for my team. And they were very, very obnoxious and ugly. And the Reds won 16 to nothing, too, so I think that helped, too. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, with all due respect, I know you're a Reds fan, but I mean, I, I just I like the fact that our stadium – like, not that we want to ever get down to the level of Philadelphia, no. but I don't like to see other opposing teams come in here. That usually it's the and Mets, take over. Red Sox, yeah. Yankees, and take it over, which you never want to see. Yeah. You know, period. Period. Sean, appreciate you, man. Cubs, too. Tim, <laughs> you're on Sports Radio <laughs> 92.9 game. Hey. Tim, uh, what's the worst fan behavior for you, man? What what have you seen? Hey, man, hey, I was man. at the uh, I was at the Georgia Tennessee game in 2000 when we snapped our uh, over 10 year losing streak to Tennessee. And coming down the stretch, the fans knew we were going to beat them. They started they started throwing drinks, started getting rowdy. The, mm. the, they just started throwing cups and things over the the top of the deck, and it was an ugly scene before we stormed the field and finally pushed them out. Right. Uh, but but hands down, Tennessee fans can't stay in that Rocky Top all night long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they play it all now, night. Now, again, if you are the visitor going in, I mean, I got to be honest. Now, you should never have to fear for your life or anything like that, as we've seen in you know, baseball in L.A. and 49ers games, a lot of fights breaking out. But, you know, sometimes, Carl, you know, when you're going to go as an opposing fan, maybe you sit on your hands a little bit. See, that's one thing I've noticed. People now, when you come in, I've had you know visitors come in. We're used to this at Mercedes-Benz and the Georgia Dome. And guys just get belligerently, yeah, we're taking over. So that's going to – other cities, you're going to get off. your ass kicked. Yeah, that's going to set people off. Of course, in Atlanta, we all sit there. Ah. Yeah. You know, that's – I mean, look, yeah. You, you, yeah. there's a fine line from being jerks, but you, know, you should have a home field advantage. I agree. I agree. You feel uh, me on this? Am I barking up the wrong no, tree? No, no, no. You're right, right. on. Daryl, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Daryl, uh, what's the worst fan uh, behavior you've seen, man? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, uh, that Philly game in 2017. Yeah. Me and my wife went there, and I'll never, ever go back without some of my old Marine Corps buddies with me. <laughs> right. We were getting hit with mysterious beer cans and everything. It got to the point, everybody knew we were throwing the Julio at the last play of that game. Right. I told my wife, if they throw the Julio and he catch it, we sitting in our chairs, we ain't leaving. We're going to let this whole stadium <laughs> empty. And still. Right. No, man, I was. I, I texted Carl. I, I actually had to hit a guy in the chest just to get my Uber. It was just miserable. We were had the Falcons won. We were sitting like second row off the 10. I told Becky, we're going to go down to the field because we're in Falcon gear. That's when we left the hotel. We yeah. saw Al Michaels and Trico, and Al Michaels goes, go in peace. Yeah. You know, it's like you're making a bad decision here. I was going to, the plan was we're going to jump on the field and say it was Arthur Blank's nephew. Just to get to get away from what was going to happen had they lost. Didn't you leave a little early, if I remember correctly? As soon as the, they reviewed it, but we knew they weren't going to overturn it. Yeah, because I just yeah. remember you 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 uh, saying what happened, and I was like, I had you the, said I had to get out of the stadium. I had the no, I had the NBC camera dolly right oh. in front of me. I never saw the I never saw the final play because the camera was right. That's in front. what it was. Yeah, I was calling you. All right, one more. Uh, right. Oh, he's gone. Victor's gone. All right, let's talk to our man Abe. Abe's got the uh, night show tonight. What's three, up? Three full hours. Uh, three hours, yeah, three, full three, three four, hours. Uh, three, right. When I was in high school, fellas, uh, Marcus McNeil, former NFL offensive lineman, was on the Cedar Grove basketball team. Mm. Pre-game, our fan section, I, I went to Dunwoody. Somehow, something got st- said. He almost started a fight with our entire fan section. Wow. And, and he could have took him off. I think yeah. he would have won. Yeah, he could have like, took him like six nine. Yeah, he's, he would. Yeah, he's a big dude. Scared. <laughs> yeah. What y'all say to him, man? I don't. So I I was there, but I don't know. I wasn't close enough to know what was said. But I'm pretty sure just a bunch of idiots. Like why why? What are you doing? 
Right. So like I was, I guess I was kind of part of the uh, the moron crowd in that right. in that scenario. All right, interesting. What do you got coming up tonight, man? Yeah, look, it's let's just call it what it is, guys. This is a twenty plus game audition for the Hawks mm. offseason. We got to figure it out. What do you think? What do you think? I, I think. I think DeJounte just went from under, understudy to leading man. Oh, right. come on. Ben Carroll didn't even play in this game. You Come on. He's one rebound shy of a triple-double. Ben I mean, Carroll's in there. It's a different ball game. I, I agree. He's turning this thing into like a mandate. About, I mean, look, go win 20 out of the next 24, then we can talk about well, that, trading. But that's right. the point. That's the question, right? right? That's not going to happen. What do we need to see over these next 20 games? Right. To make changes in the offseason in a different direction than maybe you would have. Stay right there. Yeah. A's got you covered. Let's get out of here and clear our throat. Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 929. Oh! The game. Tomorrow, Jake Osmond from Indy at the Combine, ESPN and Mad Dog Radio host. He's going to join us. We'll talk mm-hmm. to Caleb Johnson as the Hawks welcome in Utah. He's our Hawks reporter. And Jared Carabas, DraftKings, Mike, MLB right. Insider, is going to join us tomorrow as well. We've got a lot more to get into as we start to break down the combine. And you will hear, by the way, our general manager and head coach Raheem Morris on with Andy and Randy tomorrow. We'll replay that stuff for you guys uh, later in the afternoon for those of you who might miss it. Curious to see what they have to say, Mike, about their approach to this particular combine and what they're looking for. Hey. Uh, Big O, great job as always. Our engineer behind the show and uh, our executive producer, Turtle. Mike Bell, we got to get out of here, man. Clear your throat. Hey, man. 24-7 uh, Sports Carl, the other day, a little article ranking the coaches that have the most hottest seats in college football right. to start next season. Two, uh, coincidentally, from the Palmetto State. Both Shane Beamer, who's not done well against ranked opponents, mm. and Dabo Sweeney, who certainly needs to get Clemson back on top. Of course, they probably should have beaten Florida State this year. But anyway, that's two just to name. Some of the ones you'd expect. Uh, Ryan Day's got to get it done in Ohio State with all the star power they've added on coaching staff and on the field. Lincoln Riley, Mario Cristobal in Miami, Deion Sanders. I, I wouldn't put Deion Sanders on no, a seat. No, come on. That's just Deion Sanders hating. Mac Brown on there as well. And the one that makes the most sense, Billy Napier at Florida. All these guys got to do better. Wow. Napier's already on the hot seat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, today we found out that the impeccable Peter King is calling it quits. He's retiring. He said he's done this between age 27 and 66. Guys, he's the best at it. Peter King was locked in and knows everybody in the NFL and has brought us so many stories. He's a terrific person. I've had a chance to visit with him, hang out, do dinners through other people. I don't know Peter like that, but I will tell you, he's always treated me and everybody I've ever been around with respect, and he also is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He said, it's time. You know, Mike, sometimes these guys want to go until they can't go. Peter King's like, look, I'm getting out while I still can. So we wish him nothing but the best. But his football columns will be missed. If you love the show. You tell your friends. If you don't. You're the Ranger fan that got beat up with his own shoe by Terry O'Reilly of the Boston Bruins. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.